everyone, and welcome back to the Shadow Narratives of America podcast. Today, I'm here with my co-host, Robert, and a special guest, Tommy Davies. Today, we're going to be talking about an essay from Isha Sabatini Sloan. In this essay, she describes her personal life and many of the events that helped to build up her American story. Many of these events involve social inequality, racial injustice, and many areas along this subject line. There are three major events that we're going to be discussing today and analyzing their effects on her American story and how they help to build up what the true American dream is. The first of these would be the Rodney King beatings. I'm going to go to Robert for a more detailed explanation of what these are and their contribution to her American dream and us as a society. So Rodney King was born on April, April 2nd, 1965 in Sacramento, California. Uh, and his infamous beatings took place on March 3rd, 1991, roughly 25 years uh, after his birth. He was involved in a high-speed chase because he was driving while intoxicated. Uh, he did eventually stop his car um, and proceeded to resist his arrest. And this is where the beatings begin to take place. Uh, the police physically and verbally abused King, and this was all caught in video. It was filmed by a witness on a balcony nearby. And this video incident uh, incited five long days full of riots in L.A., where pedestrians stormed the streets and left a lot of destruction in their path. Ronnie King died about 20, late, 20 years later after this incident, while again he was intoxicated by falling into a swimming pool and drowning. And on the topic of someone falling into the swimming pool and drowning, this is quite clear, clearly related to the story of Gatsby, as he died the, the exact same way. But I would like to... I would like to bring up the fact that the pool in Gatsby and this idea of the pool being a symbol of wealth and that the pool is kind of this um, idea of, of what people have for a luxurious lifestyle to be is carried into this by uh, Aisha herself. And she describes the pool in Hockney's paintings as being a symbol of wealth when she mentions that the, that Hockney portrayed an image of California by painting the wealthy citizens in their swimming pools together. And now, for those who don't know, David Hockney is an American painter who Isha very regularly in this essay describes her affiliation with and her admiration of and how he had affected and built up her ideas and her American story. And another one of his paintings would be the painting, one second, Green Pool with Diving Board and Shadow. In, in quote, she says, the world around the pool had as a nightmarish feel, blackness interspersed with what looked to be bright red shrubs, as though an apocalypse were flaming outside the confines of the pool. And now, Robert, I'll give this back to you to describe how this relates to and affects the theme that he had been building up. So what I just what I just mentioned earlier was that um, Aisha kind of says that Hockney kind of portrays 
an image of California by hanging to all the citizens of the swimming pools. Um, uh, with this quote, he is again portraying that people, the people who have pools, kind of have this live live this life of luxury and wealth. Um, but in this quote that Ben just stated, we see that the pool and the pool kind of going along with the wealth side of things is kind of like a safe haven or kind of like a, a blockade from all of the unhappiness, you know, violence and poverty that kind of that exists elsewhere. And this, and this idea is very closely related to Gatsby as the people in the West egg, you know, with, with, with their, with their large houses and swimming pools are kind of secluded and cut off from the West of the, the rest of the world, essentially, you know, um, the the Valley of the Ashes is a is a is a is a great example of this as it is a clear example of poverty and unhappiness that exists and the pe- the people of West Degar have have really have really no business with this whatsoever. So I, I think this brings up a great point that the themes of Gatsby and the themes of Hockney are intertwined in that the pools are, are the wealth and the pools represent the wealth and this theme can then it even shows that Hockney's themes and Gatsby's themes are very it's like worldwide themes that like the wealth they're secluded they're they don't have to deal with many of the problems that people across the world deal with now moving on to the next major event in Isha's story um, we're going to describe the Christopher Warner uh, manhunt. And for this, I'm going to give a stage to Tommy Davy. So Christopher Dorner grew up in Southern California, around the L.A. area. Dorner served in the Navy before joining the LAPD. Christopher Dorner, while working for the LAPD, had a his partner essentially abused a man that just shouldn't have been just abused a man that shouldn't have been hurt while they were arresting him and he had a mental disorder and she wrote on her report about Chris three like areas of improvement for Dorner and this angered him and he filed a report that she mistreated this man, and the next day, he ended up getting fired. And there was a case, a court case with all this, and he ended up losing. And anyway, Dorner believes, and it is looked at, that he was fired because of the color of his skin. He was an African-American male. And after this firing, he made a manifesto with family of people that worked for the LAPD and he killed four people and injured three people on this list. And this later turned into the biggest man manhunt in the LAPD history. And the officer who beat Rodney King was still employed in captain of the police department, but Christopher Dorner, who was black and all he did was write a bad report about his coworker was fired. And Dorner ended up getting shot and killed 
and during this manhunt. But this his story kind of represents the dominant narrative of America compared to the shadow narrative, where it, it just, just portrayed that everything is equal, whereas really it's not. And the shadow narrative is that there is injustices. And recently we've been seeing a lot of protests and, and within the past year, and this really has come up as an issue and people are starting to see that although all like the laws and everything against segregation, there's still remnants of these problems still going on today. Now, thank you, Tommy, for that description of the Christopher Dorner incident. It really shows just how the, the, the hatred that even today still exists against African-Americans in America. And now to even to build up to build on to this idea, this part of her American story, we're going to describe Isha's last major event in her essay, The Lucid Dreams. She had this constant recurring lucid dream of being in a house. She was in the pool. She had been invited. She knows that she is welcome there. But there is something deep in her mind that is telling her something is wrong. There's a, there's a reason there is some reason that she is not supposed to be there. There's something telling her this isn't right. And even when she goes into the house, she sees the people. She sees everyone. They, they welcome her. She knows that they, even though they say it, that's not what they think. And that there's something deep. There's something, some shadow narrative that is, that is under, under all this. And now this great this is so closely related to one of the plays that we read this year in Fences. And I'm going to give this off to Tommy to yet again describe and, and analyze similarities of Fences and this lucid dream from Isha and how it affects her American story. So Isha describes how she just feels just unwelcome and has an like, uneasiness in, throughout her society. And she even says in the in her essay, even though we had permission to be there, we somehow managed to trespass. Even though she knows she is supposed to be in America, in her society, she feels like, because the actions of the people around her, that she she's not even supposed to be there. And this connects to fences, because throughout fences, we see the fence built around the society of Troy and his family, and how he has to fight for even to get a promotion in his job, to even get the driver position, which is just such a, such a small thing. And Troy experiences this fence built around his society and the feeling that he's not supposed to be there and that he's just fighting against everything from the outside. When Even when Corey knows he's going to make the team and when Corey just wants to keep living, Troy feels like something's wrong and he wants – to build that fence around his family to keep them close. And he just feels the unwelcomeness from the society altogether. Thank you, Tommy, for that insight. It really is great to hear how, how they're so similar and how these ideas are just, they're timeless. They're always going to be there. They're always going to be known. And no matter what part, Pittsburgh or LA, it's still the same idea that there's this unwelcome feeling. And it really helps to show this shadow narrative that's been built up in America. And with that, I'll thank you to Robert and Tommy for being here. As this is a time 
to end the podcast. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you again next week. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.